When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook App, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe if you're new, and leave a five-star review. I'm Shane Diefenbach, joined by Shonda Paz on this fun Friday. I literally thought somebody else was behind you when we got when it cut back after the intro because of my awesome Diamond Tarasi shirt that's hanging here. Yeah, I thought that was a person. That's the ghost of Anthony Totri. Obviously, Totri isn't here yes. today. He's off to Philadelphia. Philadelphia um, flip, for, flip, for Philadelphia for work reasons, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, miss him, but it'll be a good show regardless. Uh, Sean, we we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Um, well, first of all, I'm sorry, I skipped a vibe check. How are we feeling? I'm feeling tremendous. It's a Friday. I'm getting a haircut later. I'm going to the D-backs game. It's a good day. Feeling I gotta get you know I gotta get right for yeah. Burrito Express and then Maya Day Club with OGs tomorrow. So I, you know I'm feeling feeling good. I'm ready for the weekend. That's for damn yeah. sure. Our day tomorrow is sponsored completely. Yeah. Our, our life is sponsored tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I feel you, man. We we we're getting busy here um, yeah. and moving into the new space. It looks fantastic. Super excited for that. Um, but. Yeah, uh, good. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for the weekend as well. I'm super excited for tomorrow. If you didn't know, Burrito Express, tomorrow, 10 a.m. to noon, there's going to be an autograph signing. Daniel and is bringing the whole squad. Um, it, it, it was originally, it was just like Ladarius, a couple other guys, Badger, and then Chad Johnson Jr. said he was coming. And then Chad Johnson Jr. quote tweeted Michelle Gardner, I want to say, um, yesterday and said, we, we're all going to be there. We're all coming. So I expect a lot of people out there will be out there. Um, so you can come hang out with us, get a burrito in the morning. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to just feel my day with some burrito express, uh, yes. in general. So yeah, definitely come out there, say hi, say what's up, say what's up to the whole team. Maybe we can find the guy that stole the helmet and beat him up, um, respectively with our words. Uh, but yeah, it'll be, uh, no, I was thinking disrespectfully with my fist. I can do oh. violence. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, good. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Joe saying, enjoy the pool hole show, Sean. Yeah. That's I think it. I might, I might put some money on pool holes. Goldschmidt and Arenado to all hit home runs. Just I, I would bet on Pujols hitting 700 home runs tonight. So he's going to hit 10. All 10 home runs. Tonight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Love that. Excited for that. I got the I got, I got the uh, the Cardinals minus one and a half already this morning. Woke up and did that. So yeah, I took Cardinals money line. Um, I was a little I was I was coward a little bit. Tommy had yeah. been good his last couple of starts. Yeah. So. We'll see. We'll see. So we talked about this yesterday on our audio show. So if you haven't given that a listen, give that a listen. We went more in depth than we will today. But obviously yesterday, a 
quote unquote big day for the Sun Devil football team. Emory Jones finally officially announced as the starting quarterback for ASU. Um, basically, the main points we hit yesterday were that it, it doesn't really do anything in terms of like yeah. be, from the outside looking in because we kind of expected this. But to physically know you're a starting quarterback of a Pac-12 football team, a Division One football team, obviously you've been there before at Florida, but just know that this is your team officially. I feel like kind of helps and will will give Emory sort of a boost, a, a Totri-esque yeah. energy drink. So what, what, what do you think of that? No, uh, for sure. I mean, you, something we didn't really mention yesterday, but you think about the reason he transferred here is because he was on the verge of losing his starting job at Florida. Mm-hmm. So, like, to, to, again, have that reassurance and, and know that, all right, I'm back in a place where they believe in me and I don't have – not that he, like, has free reign, like he can do no wrong, but he doesn't really have anyone breathing down his neck like he knows yeah. this is his job. Um, I feel like that you're going to see a an even better, more confident version of Emory, which is really the best you could ask for, right? Like we know he, he's got the physical talents. It's just mm-hmm. as and now if he's got that confidence and he's there mentally, it's a, a formula for them to be successful, which is all you can really ask for as a Sun Devil fan. Yeah, speaking of being there mentally, he's definitely he's definitely there physically. We know that for sure. One person that's not there physically and probably wasn't there mentally near the end of it was Jaden Daniels. And we've talked about him at length, but I just kind of wanted to compare these two, not as football players, but as personalities. Um, Have you seen anything from Emory when we've been out out at practice that you didn't see from Jaden or vice versa? Um, Not in particular. I think it wouldn't like it was talking to, to, to Emery like when yeah. we got the chance to talk to him and he was you could tell like what his goals were right and and not to say that you couldn't tell but like with, with Jaden like there was always kind of speculation about what he really wanted out of this whether he was more focused on the NIL if he was really about it for his team and all that kind of stuff and ultimately we don't know but with Emery I can say pretty confidently like he is here to to, to win and he's here to get to the next level and he is here to make his teammates better um and like he 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 even in like the joke questions we answered we asked him like his answers were about like doing getting his family right yeah they're profound friends achieving (laughs) his goals like like he he wants success for him and everyone around him and that i think is is really good because i think that was a problem that a lot of sun devils fans had with Jaden last year was they would get down (laughs) (laughs) thanks david it was easy um but like but like a problem that a lot of people had with Jaden last year was like is kind of his d- demeanor and the attitude he he approached games with, especially when they weren't winning. Um, and I feel like obviously we haven't seen Emory in a situation yet where they're losing a game that they shouldn't be losing or things are falling apart. We don't know necessarily how he's going to react to yeah. that. But what we have seen from him so far, I think, gives me reason to believe that he is going to respond to those situations well and he's still going to try kind of try and light a fire under his teammates and stuff like that and that's the kind of quarterback that I think a lot of football fans would want for their team. So I feel like that's really the biggest difference. I feel like you'll see in kind of their, their nonverbal communication on the sideline and stuff, not mm-hmm. necessarily even on the field. Yeah. And I mean, we, this is the unproven thing. Joe brings it up. Does Emery think going three and out is funny with a smirk? Jaden did. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that we don't know yet. I mean, obviously yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, um, but we don't know what his on-field demeanor is. And that was a gripe with a lot of fans, myself included. I didn't really hate it. Like, if if you are successful that way, that's fine. It works. Russell Wilson is a lot like that. Never too high, never too low when he's playing the game. But 
as a college quarterback, I feel like it just didn't really fit. And especially when your team is mediocre going eight yeah. and four, most of the time when you're here, you know, mm-hmm. just above being passable on the field that that kind of didn't sit right with me. And, and that was the personality he was. And it just, I don't yeah. think it was right for ASU. He was very stoic, um, calm demeanor. And, you know, he, there would be moments like that where you're like, is he, re- does he really want this? I, I'm interested to see what Emery is like in person on, or on the field when yeah. we're watching him, because, you know, you saw his, his fiery attitude at, uh, at Florida, um, especially in that Bama game. I rewatched some of that. I first of all, I can't believe toe to toe with Bam. That was that was yeah. very fun. Um, but second of all, like just seeing how different these quarterbacks are, personality wise, um, but so similar how they play the game. It's going to be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. So excited for that, and excited for what the future holds for um, not only EJ but also this team because having a firm starter at the helm is 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 a good thing. We did not think we'd be here where we are three months ago. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's for damn sure. Um, so from a <clears throat> like set in stone perspective, this is, this is the first position we really know. Like we assume some things are going to go certain ways, like the linebacker position. You assume two yeah. Solis and Merlin, but nothing's really been announced depth chart wise. What is the next position you want to be set in stone from a starter perspective, man, it's it's even. I mean, I feel like it's obviously either the receiving core or the secondary. Um, I feel like it's it's probably the receiving core because now that you have you know who your quarterback is going to be, and and similar to the linebackers, we have a pretty good idea of what the the, the running backs are going to look like, and and it's going to be a split between Xavier and and Ingata to whatever extent it is. Yeah. But the receiving core, I feel like, is the biggest question, right? And and that, like I said, now that you have your quarterback, you have your starting quarterback, you want to know. All right, you want certain guys to start getting those first team reps and start building that chemistry with him, um, because I feel like that is that's another big key to Emory's success is knowing who he's going to be throwing the ball to and kind of building that chemistry. Yeah. Um, so and plus, I, I mean, I'm always going to lean towards offense a little bit. Like I, I don't know, I'm more of an offensive minded person, I guess. So to know what this offense is going to look like, a little more solidly i think is kind of where my mind is at it i want to know who those receivers are yeah matthew in the chat saying is this quarterback a hybrid type yes very much so very fast very quick um so i mean i feel like if you ask a lot of people they wouldn't even say he's hybrid they would just say he's a runner but yeah he's a runner he's a track star he's a runner he's a track star um so i'm gonna i answer this differently i'm gonna tweet cheat on my own question the last position i really care about being set in stone is the defensive line just because of how deep it is i feel like um, we've gone through this before on how yeah. many names there are that you can throw out there. Omar, Norman, Lott, Trevez Moore, obviously Nesta, who we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but there, there's a lot of pieces, even with Matus being out. Yeah. Um, it, it's nice to see uh, how much wiggle room you have for either injury or you know just someone not getting home fast enough which i feel like has been a problem in the past so i think you have some star power on this line and you have it at many different positions depth wise too but in terms of what which one do i need to see i think it, the right answer is the wide receiver room just because of that chemistry and connection and it's another it's weird because you, you it's i wouldn't say it's deep because they don't have a ton on the roster but it's really interchangeable yeah, yeah, it's deep in the sense that they're all kind of at the same yeah. level. You don't yeah. have like you're if if one guy gets hurt, you're not losing a star. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of do, yeah, plug and play. So the, <laughs> it is 
kind of yeah it, it is like that joe in the chat bringing up a taylor kelly reference nice if he says if the 2020 or if a 2012 passing game can solely exist with taylor kelly and chris coyle then we should be fine in 2022 yes i agree uh i i, I do think that not a lot of what happened last year <laughs> i can't believe we're still talking about Jaden Davis. not a lot of what happened last year was because of Jaden did miss some balls, but he also just didn't have a lot of help. And I feel like yeah. the wide receiver room was not really checked out, but just kind of all over the place. I think this year can be different because, yeah, we mentioned like everyone's kind of at the same level, but that doesn't mean and none of them can take that next step and explode. Yeah. Like we've heard Charles Hall has crazy potential. We've seen Charles Hall with his crazy potential. I've been on the Elijah Badger train forever. Like, uh, I, I'm very excited to see what he can do in space. And now he's going to have a huge shot at it. Cam Johnson transfer from Vanderbilt. Like there's a lot of names. And then the returners, um, you have like Andre Johnson, Brian Thompson. Yeah. Like there, there are some names out there that you think you can, ex- that you think can explode. If you were to, if you were to pick one guy from the receiving core that you think has the most potential to have a turn, like, eye-popping season from like a what we actually expect from him right now standpoint not just like who's going to have the best season but who's going to surprise some people do you think um that's tough because like i i mean like i feel like the easy answer at this point is kind of charles because like especially mm-hmm. if you're if you're not paying attention to ASU yeah. football like we are like I, they're gonna get into like it, may, it might even start this in a U game if people are gonna be like who the fuck is this guy yeah. where did he come from um I feel like on a personal level, like now that my expectations of Cam Johnson have been tempered a little bit, <laughs> he comes out and performs like you know what's funny. It was literally surprised. one bad practice that we saw. Yeah, him. but and then I also saw him off a return. Yeah, it's just like it's just like <laughs> you know, it was it was kind of the unknown. Like I was like, this guy, this guy might win the Blitnikov, and then it's just which being <laughs> dramatic, but like like now now I'm like, okay, he's probably like wide receiver two or three. Um, and obviously Hall's stock has been rising. Um, and then obviously Andre, I feel like he's in the position to, to, to be like, all right, this is the, like, this is the guy, like, um, you know, he's got like the size to be that receiver that kind of turns heads and then, um, mixed with the kind of the experience he has. So, I mean, obviously I kind of gave three answers there, but (laughs) I feel like those three guys are really the ones that have the biggest potential, but just like, in a combination of the lack of expectation and the actual yeah. skill that they have to really make an impact in this wide receiving core. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that. I mean, I'll throw an Elijah Badger just because, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. And as I said, you can, you, you can come say hi, burrito express tomorrow, 10 AM. Definitely get, get a burrito if you're there as well as saying hi. Um, before we get off of the uh, ASU football topic, I know we have some updates from yesterday um yeah. originally i think on the on the pod yesterday we said we didn't know if it was injury related or not but now we have confirmed that it is injury related from these three players sean you want to rattle those yeah off? um so nesta jade silvera to marcus davis and jordan clark were all out of practice they were still out of practice today um herm said that they're all dealing with knee injuries and that they're day-to-day week-to-week kind of thing um, I believe with Jordan, it was just a, a like it, it his it's kind of precautionary treatment he's getting. Um, but none of them, I don't, none of them expect are seem like there are any kind of serious injuries. I don't yeah. think it's any kind of got to worry about the NAU game or anything like that. I think it's kind of more precautionary. Um, Josh, so obviously not great to see. <laughs> yeah, um, obviously not great to see. Those are three like starters, most likely. Yeah. Those are three like incredibly important players. Um, but 
I'm not like I don't think it's not Josh. You can like pump the brakes a little bit. It's uh, I don't think it's any. <laughs> I think any you just for concern. I think you infected the chat with Nesta love. So I did. I think I think you're to blame, but that's a, it's a, it's a good thing to blame you for. Yeah, um, so that kind of begs the question. Uh, last night, just a thrilling preseason game between the Seahawks <laughs> and the Bears. Uh, Damian Lewis, starting left guard for the Seahawks, was uh, got injured. I think halfway through the first quarter maybe he played into the second quarter i don't know i was surprised that he was still in there regardless what is your thought from a from a football perspective or from a college football perspective on kind of slowing down reps now that we're getting closer to the season um in general i don't have a problem with it with this team in particular i feel like that's just so hard to do yeah with like i mean like all of the guys that we're mentioning like i mean obviously nesta is new to the program but like clark and tamarcus are taking like big steps into the into the roles that they're taking on like obviously almost everyone's new so i feel like getting those reps and, and building that chemistry you kind of that's that's paramount that's got to be the priority over worrying about whether or not guys get injured and i mean like that's something that Herman talked about earlier in, in in fall camp right he was like kind of slowing it down in terms of like going through walkthroughs and stuff like that but you still have to be getting these guys the guys that you plan on focusing on and and putting a lot of responsibility on in the regular season you still have to be getting them their reps so i don't feel like you can really be like kind of pulling them out type thing yeah. now if we're in the nau game and they're up 40 at half yeah i want to see paul tyson at quarterback like yeah. I, I emory doesn't need to be in there. I want to see, more at quarterback uh, yeah yeah true uh but like i, 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 I don't want to see xavian and gata like i want to see um you Kevin know those White. guys yeah, Tevin White exactly. I want I want to see Chad Johnson Jr. in there, like all that kind of stuff. Like I I I want to see the backups in that situation. But for now, you have to be putting. I think you have to be putting those starters in the position to get as many reps as possible. Yeah, I agree. It's completely situational. Plus, I mean, not not even necessarily slowing down the reps, just being smarter with yeah. your. I mean, non non contact injuries are you can't avoid at all. But. You know, we, we don't know what happened with these guys, so I'm not going to speculate and say stop doing things. But yeah. just, yeah, be, be smart. Um, and, and Herm is, uh, even though people don't think so, Herm is a smart guy, and he's a smart yeah. football coach. Uh, been I just around the block. Yeah, been around the block. Just a different position. Um, so we'll, we'll get to the Big Ten news in a little bit because we haven't talked about it this week. But before we get there, if you wondered what I was doing to my left when Sean was talking, um, I was pouring myself some Four Peaks. Um, and you guys can get four peaks anywhere in Tempe or Arizona. Get it before a game. Chase Field. Yeah. It's Chase Field. Um, go, go annoy Sean tonight if you're at the D-backs game. Uh, shotgun one. Shotgun a joy bus. Um, but just do it responsibly if you're going to get four peaks. You can find it anywhere in the Valley and even sometimes out of state. Um, it's fantastic. Every beer I've had is better than the last. Um, so yeah, go ahead and grab some four peaks, but you gotta be 21 or over and enjoy that responsibly. One thing I did want to mention, speaking of 21 plus and DraftKings Sportsbook, um, I did an ad read in the middle of one of our social segments, uh, today. Yeah. We dro- dropped it on our Twitter at phnx underscore signables. So if you haven't seen it, me and Sean do a segment called the shit show where we just talk to people on the street. Uh, and we did that for ASU freshman move-in day. It was really funny, a very good time. So check it out at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. Show us some love. Um, it was a really good time to film. We're going to be trying to do one of those soon um, as well. So if you have any ideas on where to do it, we were thinking like a NASCAR race one time, um, let us know. Drop it in the chat. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we the, the, there was a guy in that video that said – or in a 
a child, an eighteen-year-old, a literal child, an eighteen-year-old child. Um, he he said he wanted to do a class that had sports gambling because that was one of our questions, and I said you can't do that. You know, or Sean said got to be twenty-one or over. So talking about DraftKings, twenty-one or over, please. But if you are 21 or over, right now it has a fantastic offer for you. You can bet just $5 on college football. Get $200 in free bets when you sign up using that promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sean and I actually are going to be doing something really fun for the DraftKings Sportsbook app tomorrow at Maya. Oh, yeah, after our After our show, we're going to be going live from Maya Day Club uh, doing our bet show on the UFC card tomorrow. Did you see what Drake did today, Sean? Did he put a lot of money on Kamaru Usman? No. Oh no! What he put do? a lot of money on somebody. Who? Jose Aldo. He put oh, that's a loss. And thirty six thousand dollars on Jose Aldo. So you can bet your ass I'm fading him tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> on the on the bet show. Uh, if you want to fade Drake, download it today. Promo code PHNX. Bet five dollars on any college football. Um, get two hundred dollars in free bets. But age and eligibility restrictions apply. And see those show notes for more details. Uh, David's asking if you're going to do the eighteen hot dogs tonight. No, no. I've been going to a lot of D-backs games over the last couple of weeks. Um, so I've been trying to try something different every day, every game. Um, so, I mean, there's a couple staples. Like, I always get I always get a wow, Four Peaks wow, obviously. And then I always get, unless it's out, then I get hazy. Um, and I get the have this scoop well, half cookie dough, half ice cream. I get two scoops of cookie dough, two scoops of ice cream. Um, but the food, I always try and switch up. So I'm either going to get the Buffalo Sidewinders today or chicken and waffles because I got both of those. De- Chasefield, pretty good food. Yeah, okay, pretty good food. Um, I had like a hot dog last time that had like elote on it and chorizo. Ooh. It was it was like a full on. It was crazy. Um, I'm switching up this time. We'll see. I got to be in the right mood. I think I can only eat more than nine hot dogs or nine plus hot dogs at a game like once a year. So I might have to wait until next season. We'll see. Uh, yeah, if you didn't keep up with that on his Twitter, it was pretty electric. Uh, <laughs> Josh saying, so we're not betting on Jose. No, do not bet on Jose Aldo. Always fade Drake. Um, Charles. I was going to fade. I was going to pick against Aldo anyways, to be honest. But that just. That gives you more confidence. Yeah. Uh, How many burritos and Four Peaks chicken tendies could you get with 236K? I'm going to go with a lot. That's that's my final answer. Um, All right. Well, let's talk about the Big Ten. Um, This happened a couple days ago. I want to say earlier this week. If you haven't heard this yet, a lot of money. Uh, the Big Ten reached a seven-year media right deal with CBS, Fox, and NBC for football and basketball through 2030. Um, seven Billy. So it's it's expected to be the biggest um, deal in the NCAA's history. Um, $1.2 billion annually. So this is kind of what is the breakdown from a TV perspective. We'll talk about what it kind of means after. So in 2023... They'll get a bunch of games, and then it kind of gets – in 2024 and 2029, they have a little bit more. Um, so it starts off a little soft, and you, there's like going to be like 50 on certain networks, 30 on Fox, 15 on CBS, whatever. But then they also get the championship games from the Big Ten. Um, and, yeah, it's just everything kind of – it runs through – or the Big Ten kind of runs through all of the major media outlets. So um, the CEO or chairman – of CBS was saying that well, I think it was CBS something like Probably. that yeah Wh- whoever it was basically he said once the SEC's media deal expired they were like Big Ten they went straight to the Big Ten I think it had a lot to do with UCLA and USC so 
do you think that they had that big of an impact, Sean, when they went to the Big Ten, or do you think the Big Ten was already kind of in this, their sights? No, I think it definitely. I, I mean, the Big Ten probably was in their sights, but I think this was just like, I mean, to have that that kind of exposure on a whole other coast, and then to now have a reason to show games late at night when you have a, a USC or UCLA hosting games, I feel like that's just that's so big. Like that that is just yeah huge for all three of the the big networks involved. Um, so yeah, I feel like. It had to. I feel like they probably still would have done this deal without them, but there's a reason that it's seven billion dollars. The reason that it's that much, and I think UCLA and UCSC, USC specifically, yeah, uh, play a huge, huge role in that. And then the specific games, right? Like a USC Ohio State matchup, like that's probably going to be, one, especially that first year, the highest viewed game of the regular season. So I can see why they would why they would be interested. Yeah, uh, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see this because, like, I mean, you, you you college game day is is ESPN, and that's college game day is SEC and and or ESPN is SEC, and it, it, it's gonna be really weird to, to. Well, first of all, it's just gonna be weird to see USC and UCLA in 2024 playing in the Big Ten, um, but I'm very excited that they fit basketball in there. Yeah, uh, because more coverage of college basketball is what the world needs and what the world wants. Now it's time for the tough question, John. What the hell does this mean for the Pac-12? <laughs> I, that's a great question. I don't know. Because um... there were rumblings that they were looking at ESPN and and, you know, a streaming service. And we've kind of heard crickets up until then. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I honestly don't know. Obviously, I'm guessing, you know, these these networks that are dropping seven billion dollars collectively probably aren't going to want to spend as much on a Pac-12 or a Pac-10 conference, basically, uh, without USC and UCLA. I don't think it's good for the Pac-12. <laughs> like, I don't know though. It's it's how mu- I don't, I ultimately don't know how much of a different it makes difference it makes because was the Pac-12 going to be that enticing anyways? Probably not. Yeah. So I just shrug my shoulders. Okay. Wrong answers only. What does the Pac-12 need to do to get a meteorites deal? Um, they need to set the football on fire <laughs> uh, um, and just basically play hot potato. Uh, wow. You can't hold the ball more than three seconds. I mean, you can, but your hands will melt yeah. off. Um, would be Would really hurt Emery. In that situation, though, because you can't really be a mobile yeah. quarterback when you can't hold on to the football. I would say uh, one person on each side of the ball gets to hold a sword. I think they should do like an imp- oh yeah, that's cool. I think they should do like an imposter thing where each game a player gets like they get like ten million dollars to just be a snake, and you just got to try and hide the whole game and just like subtly throw the game, and then like the fans get to vote on who they think the imposter is. Dude, that and would be electric. Emery accidentally throws like five interceptions and like, oh, obvious imposter. Just kidding. It's it's fucking Chad Johnson Jr. who kept running the wrong route. And that's why <laughs> balls are getting intercepted. Oh, like, that would be so great. <laughs> that would actually oh. be fucking hilarious. Well, all we know is everything is about money. That's the only constant yeah. here. Um, and speaking of money... There's been some things coming going on with UCLA, uh, UC Regents, which I don't know about you. I had to look up the word Regents. I had no idea what it meant. Have you ever heard that word before? 
Yeah, I know it's some kind of I. It, they've had a lot to do with the Coyotes playing at ASU's arena because, uh, like, the, the Arizona Board of Regents, they had to approve that or whatever. Um, so I kind of know what they are. They just seem they're just some kind of like supervisory board over like the public schools. I think, right? That sound right? Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> um, yeah. So they are worried about the financial impact on Cal. Um, and what it's going to do to Cal Berkeley. So they're trying to, I don't necessarily know if they're trying to stop it because they, they said they can act on their own power, but now they're like, hold on, hold on. No, it's going to hurt us money wise. So now there's rumblings that there might be a shift and UCLA might have to comply with what they're asking. I don't think that, I don't think anything is going to come of this. I think it's just another, you know, buzzword-esque story it's kind of being thrown around but what do you think would happen if ucla decided they're oh yeah we have to come back now um i think the big 10 would honestly not hate it all that much i mean it wouldn't be ideal but then they could go get oregon without having to get washington um Mm -hmm. so then you, you might try and kind of just trade those schools as far as the big 10 is concerned for the big 12 it would i mean I just, it would be good, I guess. Well, not, I mean, not if you're losing Oregon instead of UCLA, but if you're just getting UCLA back, like, I guess it would kind of be good. But then how much weight does UCLA carry now without no. USC? And like, does it just kind of make you look like even more of a shit show? Like, I, I don't feel like there's really any winning for the big tw- or the Pac 12 in this situation. Um, do you I think, feel like the Pac-12 is just kind of at the mercy of of the yeah. rest of the country, basically. If Cal could get other schools to get their regents or their board on board with this, maybe that would have an impact. But it's just kind of Cal being like, please, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, I mean, obviously, like the, the one of the main things they're stating is how fiscally irresponsible this is for the conference. And like, obviously – that's why they left. The conference is in shambles financially. <laughs> that is why they left. I, that, yeah. That's the thing. I'm just like, it doesn't matter. Nothing's going to happen. I, so I, I just wanted to touch on this because we hadn't yet. Um, I don't think it means anything. I don't think anything's going to come of it. But when you see headlines like UCLA um, might exit, blah, 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 you're like, hold on a second. What's going on? Right. Yeah. Uh, um, by the way, Josh had the greatest idea of all time. Each team just gets an advantage based on their mascot. Dude. Um, Oregon will probably never win another football game. Um, um, unless it's like a flock of ducks. You, like, know you just who, get like a hundred ducks out there. You know who would be who would win every game? Texas Tech. They have two pistols. Well, yeah, but I mean what are two or pistols that are doing? No, it's Texas That's Tech. Both. I mean, they both kind of well, yeah. what like what like then it's like do you get it based on the like the name or like the actual mascot? It, are there any gods? Because I know that I always say the Tennessee Titans would win a mascot battle because they're higher than gods. Yeah, I mean, there's. Well, again, is it is it the the mascot? Is it like the, the yeah. creature that they have, or True. is it the nickname? Because like, well, if it's a Sun Devil, ASU wins. Yeah, I, but because then I'm thinking like, I'm like. The other, like, I mean, Alabama would have a herd of elephants. Um, Fuck. Tulane would have a giant wave, yeah, but like, it's green, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's even even nastier. Mm-hmm. Syracuse would never win anything, you would just have really high vitamin C levels. <laughs> um, well, you would name, die though, 
Yeah, true. Notre Dame. I mean, they got little leprechauns. They might just do some magic on you. Let's let's get into this. We'll we'll keep thinking. Chat, please drop your recommendations for who you'd set into a battle royale in college. We should do a whole episode on this. Yeah, we we definitely could. Um, What is a Ute? A Ute is a Native American. So yeah. So Um, I mean, yeah. Now I want to I want to spend all my time talking about this. We might. Well, I I I do this about I do this in the NFL a lot with people because they're like, oh, it's it's the Giants. I'm like, no, what's bigger than a giant? A Titan. Titan. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of anything else. Oh, oh, is there anything with like oh army? Are they just army? Like, is it just yeah? I mean, U.S. Air Force. (laughs) That one. That one's definitely. I mean, oh Miami. They're hurricanes. It's just an act. Oh my god. God. (laughs) That one's tough. That that's the winner. I don't think there's a is hurricanes versus Iowa State. The Cyclones. A hurricanes Um, win. Yeah, but then you get on. But if you get inland, like no typhoons, the same thing as a hurricane. A cyclone's just inland. It's a tornado. Yeah. So if, if Iowa State's hosting that game. Against Miami, then Iowa State wins. My the oh. hurricane would lose too much steam coming inland. Yeah, that's true. Damn, this is huge. See, that's this huge. is the knowledge you don't get anywhere else. <laughs> you come right here to PHNX Sun Devils if you want to learn about mascots. I'll tell you what, Stanford. Oh, oh, um, who wins? Who wins between Duke and ASU? A- ASU, a Sun Devil's way bigger. They got the power of the sun. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's huge. Have you seen Sparky stepping on the bus? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh anything else about ucla before we get out of here or before we go move on to the next subject not that i can think of um i just at this point it's just good riddance like i don't want i don't want them to come back and just have this be a whole other thing yeah. just fuck off to the to the big time uh charles saying tulsa wins a hurricane made of gold is it gold is are they the golden hurricanes no it sounds right oh oh tulsa i was thinking Tulane. yeah wow that does sound right. That's that. I mean, that would be a really heavy wins. That would hurt a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know what would be dope if they sold. See, I feel like Tulsa and a lot of schools don't don't take advantage of their nicknames and mascots enough to sell merch. Can you imagine like a gold like T shirt with a hurricane on it? A golden hurricane T shirt. Wouldn't that be fire? I'm sure they don't it would be, yeah. They don't they don't sell those at FOCO, but they sell a lot of other things that you can grab right now. Um, so head over to FOCO.com. They got officially licensed gear for a lot of things. ASU. Um, you can get your clogs or slash crocs there. You can get you know bucket hats, so you can get a bunch of stuff. So head over to FOCO.com. Um, they got stuff for men, women, kids, everything, bobbleheads, swimsuits. It's a great, great stuff over there. And you can use promo code PHNX for 10 cents, 10 cents, 10% off um, for all non presale items. So head over to foco.com or click the link in the description below and use that promo code PHNX. All right, Sean, last thing. And I am so excited that we get to talk about this guy, uh, Mickey Mitchell. Well, today, ASU's head basketball coach, Bobby Hurley, kind of cemented his coaching staff. Um, And former ASU basketball player, Mickey Mitchell, was named to it, which is just amazing to me because, first of all, he was one of my favorite players to watch on Ball is Life. His Mick tapes were amazing, and we'll show one in a second. But second of all, I just think it's so cool that you can kind of name somebody to your coaching staff two years after they were on your roster. Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's dope. So. That's exciting. Um, 
I know we always talk about excitement with 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 ASU basketball, but does this get you more excited? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's what you see that a lot. Like, I mean, you don't see this a lot, but I think it's cool when you get like guys that are this fresh out of the program, like they still kind of have that passion and that fire and that love for the program that you don't necessarily like Bobby Hurley's great. And he obviously loves his program, but he wasn't a sun devil. Like he, he didn't, this is not like in his blood type thing. Um, so I feel like that's always cool. And just to have a younger coach, that's just closer to the players and understands what they're going through a little bit more. Like all of that stuff is, is really cool. So, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like you can't have anything but a, a positive, excited feelings about a move like this. Joe in the chat saying, will he be wearing two different dress shoes at the same time? That is fantastic because he wore maroon, maroon and gold shoes. Um, so I just wanted to kind of talk about this. The only reason why I really wanted to talk about this was because I could show this. Um, this was his Ball is Life mixtape when he was, I believe, a senior in high school. He played in Texas. So quick story. I, uh, I, I was playing AAU basketball at the same time he was. Um, and I used to watch his mixtapes all the time because he was, they, they called him white chocolate. He was just amazing. He was so sick. Um, and then I ran it. We, the, the good team, the a team of my club basketball team played this team who he was on. Um, and I got to watch him play and they beat our team with a buzzer beater. And I remember like looking at this guy, like, holy shit, he's a God. So then he went to Ohio state, didn't work out. And then he came here. I was like, let's go. And then nothing really happened. He only averaged like three points a game, but this is his mixtape without further ado. Like, just the stuff this man could do in high school. Can you imagine, like, warming up and seeing seeing somebody do this? Yeah, that's just <laughs> filthy. Then salute to the crowd. Yeah, he 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 was he was so unbelievable. Um, it, it's truly one of those guys that you see in high school. You're like, where the hell did he go? Well, he's on ASU basketball's coaching staff now. Yeah. He's just so, just so clean with it. It, it sucks because he was – I think he dealt with some injuries at Ohio State, and then he was converted to a power forward at ASU, which clearly wasn't his position. He was a point guard in high school and was very good at distributing the ball, and he just didn't yeah. really get a chance on doing that, which is kind of how the team was built. They didn't really need a point guard at the time with Remy, but, yeah, it, it, it's fun. Uh, I wish I wish we could use some of this Mickey Mitchell right now on the basketball team, but hopefully uh, I don't think we'll be needing much of it. Um, so yeah, excited. I don't think his official position on the staff has been assumed yet, but cool that he's there regardless. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it would be it'd be I just want someone with I just want one crazy of, bounce. Like, those guys. Yeah. I, dude, like, I remember I remember last year, like halfway through the year, we were like, Why does nobody dunk? Why yeah, does no, no one dunk on this team? Yeah. That's what I like. And then it they like it that was you could see that in the shift of this team. Like they started yeah. kind of dunking the basketball. You saw a couple alley oops, and you're like, "Oh, they're actually playing good basketball now." Like yeah. I want someone to come out there and just like, where is our Zion Williamson? Well, where is someone you know, that's just going to put someone on a poster and get you know what happens when you put somebody on a poster? You give up a twenty to nothing run against Stanford and lose at the buzzer. Um, so that's what immediately happens after. All right, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that anymore. Fuck you, James Keith. Uh, <laughs> final thing: it is a Friday after all. It's Friday fun day. We got to do hot or not. So Leah is not producing us today, so she sent us invisible ink texts once again for our hot or not topics. So we'll just get right into them. Um, all right, first hot or not topic. Wait, are we not going to run the? Are we not going to run the intro? Oh yeah, duh. Sorry. Who's, who's hot today? I wonder. Of course, it's Little Man Toad Tree. He's not here. Only right. Got, also, that picture does not look like him at all. No, I've never seen him wear a hat like that. 
I don't remember the last time I've seen him wear a hat. He wears hats all the time. Does he? Yeah, he has the one with the grill on it. Oh yeah, he yeah, has trucker hats. hats. Hat He's a big hat trucker hat, hat guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen him wear a sun hat. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> that boy, nice, <laughs> uh, David. Um, all right, first hot or not topic from Leah. Living in the dorm freshman year. I feel like that's not even a question. That's Who so would say hot. not? Yeah, that's I feel so like it's hot. mandatory. Like if you don't live in the dorm freshman year, you're not li- a. You're not getting the best out of your college experience, and b. You're stunting your personal growth. Like I feel like I became, and I'm not like not like not necessarily in the same. Well, I'm not. I became a man in in dorm rooms, not in the James Harden at Hossie way, but no, <laughs> I just like I like I learned how to live around people. I also went to an all guys school, so it was the first mm-hmm. time I was in close quarters with girls that weren't my sister for an extended period of time. Yeah, like I I, I grew up a little bit living on my own in a dorm around a lot of people. I had to learn how to to like interact with people that I didn't like. Dude, um, I forgot James Harden said that. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I, 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 yeah, it's hot. Not even a question. Like you have to, you have to live in the dorm. Charles saying he didn't live in the dorms freshman year or any year, so not. Well, after freshman year, not. No, I, I, I need not. one year there. I never want to yeah. live in the dorm again. But I feel like it's an experience every freshman needs. Best fun you never want to have again, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was, it was great. Yeah, I, I, I lived in Hossie at ASU. Um, I, my sweet mates were two of my buddies from high school. And then I had a random roommate who I met online. Like I didn't just yeah. pick a random roommate. He was fantastic. It was so fun. Um, I actually almost got evicted in the first two weeks I was there. Cause if you get three strikes in one semester, you get evicted from the dorm. And I got two strikes in the first week. And then I was like, okay, no more music, no more drinking. We stay here. Well, I didn't drink cause I was, I wasn't 21 yet, but yeah. Drink responsibly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a, a dorms living in the dorms freshman year, unbelievably hot. It was so fun. Yeah, I met a lot of people lot of that fun. way. Um, all right, next one, escape. Oh my god, escape rooms. Sean, go ahead. You can go first. Um, like, and I like puzzles, so like, yeah. But I just know myself, and <laughs> I know I would not do well in an escape room because I think most people are dumb. And if I was with people in an escape room, I'd be like, "You fucking idiot! Listen to me. I know what we're doing." Also, I've never been in escape room, so maybe I'd be terrible at them. But just knowing I'm just like a big puzzle guy, so I feel like I, I would be good at it. I just, yeah. I, I just, I feel like being locked in a room with a lot of people is just a great way to ruin a relationship. I think corporate America has ruined escape rooms for me because it's <laughs> team building activities, and I hate that that, that phrase, um, even though we do them frequently. Um, did, but did you did you ever play the computer games when you were younger? Like escape the escape the gas yeah, station bathroom, those were whatever. So fun. Those, those were, were amazing, and that's yeah. all I need. Let me yeah. sit in my front of my computer and figure it out myself. So I need to be locked. I think in people. theory they are they're cool. I yeah. I just think I think okay. This is the thing. This is very boomer of me. I think I would have so much fun doing it. I genuinely believe if you got me there and put me in the escape yes. room, I would kill it. I would have a blast. Yes. But the idea of it just isn't appealing to me because of what like I've seen with them like. You know, like, ooh, 12 friends from high school. We're doing an escape room together. <laughs> ooh, look, there's actors. This guy's a zombie. You have to, you have to blah, blah, blah. But doing it actually, I think, would be hot. So I'm going to go hot just because I bet I would enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think I would too. I just, it's like, it's one of those things where it would never be my idea. Like, I wouldn't have a group of people being like, what should we do? And I'd be like, an escape room. I would never yeah, say that. But yeah. um, if, and if somebody like, did, they're getting smited from a friend. Yeah. Group. But if people were like, oh, you want to go escape room? I'd be like, yeah, I guess, sure. And then I probably would enjoy it. And I would either, 
well, I would either enjoy it or I'd hate it. Like, I think it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be opposite end of the spectrum because I might get really pissed because I just have a very low tolerance for stupidity. Yeah. All right. Last hot or not topic from Leah: over the top food you'd find at a carnival slash state fair, like a deep fried cheeseburger. Yes. So hot, hot, amazing. Deep fried mac and cheese is one of the greatest snacks ever invented. Um, yeah. I love it. I like. I mean, it gets sometimes it gets a little egregious, like deep fried butter. Like I think then I think <laughs> well, that's crazy. I've never I seen that. Gross. But like I know in the sun's chat and the sun's say we're talking about a deep fried a hot dog that was in a pickle that and was a corn fried. dog. Yeah, like it like that. Like that's good because it's not like if it's a restaurant and you're asking me to go to a restaurant and like it's a business, I'm never doing that. Exactly. But if I'm at the fair and I'm walking around, it's a one-time thing. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I can already so hear the argument like, well, it's so gross and over the top. You're not at a carnival every day. Obviously yeah, it's, it's gross. I'm not like eating vacation. funnel cakes every day. If I see a funnel <laughs> exactly. cake, I am shoving exactly. that in my throat. Yeah. But if I went to a restaurant and I looked at the dessert menu and like, we have deep fried cheesecake or funnel cake, I'd be like, what are we doing here? Yeah. So, like, like, it's not a sustainable. Deep cheesecake, maybe it's, but yeah, it's not sustainable. If you, it once a year, you know, state fair, I go yep. two or three times and I Dude, get some crazy stuff. I absolutely. haven't, I haven't been to the Arizona state fair in like six years and I'm so upset. The Arizona state fair. I'm sorry. So incredibly mid. I, yeah, I can understand that. I mean, uh, it's well, in the middle of, of a Metro. They should have it out in like Mesa and somewhere in a yeah. field. Cause I, my town that I lived in, like that, the actual town, the town of Hamburg, yeah. suburb of Buffalo, hosted. I don't know if it still is, but for my like most of my life, it was the largest county fair in America. It was also called America's Fair, greatest fair of all time. That shit was electric. Why? And the state fair was in Syracuse. What, the state what fair, I, it? Well, the state fair, I saw Migos and I saw Juice Woke for free. Okay. Um, Juice Woke, the year he died, actually, rest in peace. But um, it's just like, I, I like the agriculture. Like, I like the animals and stuff like that. Fried ice cream is delicious. Um, like, I, I just like seeing the animals and stuff like that. They have Swifty Swine pig racing. I just think the thing that I noticed about the fair here and county fair back home is, like, the county fair will have a lot of, like, oh, this is just a family that built a stand, and now you're getting, like, local sausages and stuff like that. I feel like at the state fair here, it's a lot of, like, things that travel around the country carnival foods and it's all kind of the same it's nothing that's like incredibly unique um i feel like you got a lot of really unique just kind of hometown stuff at my county fair and that's why i loved it yeah um all right i'm gonna i know this is this is completely against the rules but i'm gonna do it i'm gonna create my own hot or not topic and i already know your answer so i'm creating it for the chat chat please let me know hot or not sketchy carnival rides i I mean Okay, it depends, really. But if it's something that lifts me off the ground, then absolutely not. I've yeah. I, I've seen the video of that claw thing where the claw detaches yeah. and everyone that on shit it literally crazy. dies. I cannot. I can't do it. I cannot do it. And it's like there's like, like the zipper. The, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> absolutely hell to the no. Absolutely not. That thing's terrible. But you know that ride, like it's like the Starship three thousand, whatever, where you're literally yeah. nothing strapped to you. Yeah. The G force. I love that wall. thing. That's it's awesome, but also why? Why? How? Like, there's no reason to be like, yeah, like your parents shouldn't be like, yeah, ten year old, just go in there. <laughs> yeah, why get, is a child on it? 
yeah, there's there's no straps, no nothing. Just get stuck to the wall and hope it works out. <laughs> I mean, that is crazy. I, I was literally, I'm not kidding, like a couple weeks ago, thinking about how that works. I know centrifugal force, whatever, but still, like, yeah. how are you not at least sliding a little bit off of it? Yeah, and it just seems like it seems like there's too much room for human error. Like that's the thing. That's the thing I don't like about some rides is like there shouldn't be a situation where I mess up and then I'm dead. Yeah, like, yeah. I want to be strapped in and just like. Oh, like that's fine. But if I like, if I like, if I like decide to take a step forward and it's like, you're done. I'm like, that's not a good ride. You know what? One of my, one of my guilty pleasures is, is really shitty, like carnival haunted, haunted house rides where you're just (laughs) sitting and it's crickety and like, there's no theming at all. Like you'll just turn a corner and they're like, Oh, it's a skeleton. They got a spirit Halloween on like a piston (laughs) and it goes psst. And then nothing happens. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Those are so bad. I love them. They're I so am funny. a huge carnival game guy. Yeah. A huge carnival game guy. I love them. Dude, and I know I got, that they're rigged. I got ran. I got ran clean at this at a uh, California adventure. Oh my God. This thing spent $40 to win it for my girlfriend at a fair at the nice. state fair. $40. You can buy these things for like 10 bucks. Yep. I said $40 on it because I saw it. it was cute. She wanted it. I'm like, I'm not leaving until we win it. And I, I, I stuck to my word. It cost me $40 for this adorable but dumb fucking stuffed animal. Yeah. His name is Kai, by the way. That's a great name. Thank you. Kai Henry is his full name. He has a last name. Well, middle name. Okay. He doesn't have a last name. Kai Henry DePaz? DePaz Corneo, probably. I don't oh, know. We haven't really nice. gotten. Uh, you're not at that stage yet. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't worked out. My bad. Uh, <laughs> we haven't filled out the birth certificate yet, even though it's been uh, a year. Um, did we do a DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week already this week? I think so, because Toe Tree kind of throws them at us in the middle we of the should week just, We should just but do let's one. Do just, one. Why yeah. not? Um, do you have one right now? Yeah, I, I'll give the same one that I gave on the Coyotes. It's uh, it's Cardinals money line. Um, I just, like I said, I'm going to the game tonight. So if I'm going to the game, I'm always going to give a pick from it. A, B, Pujols, Yadier Molina, their last series in Phoenix. Goldschmidt's back. Tommy Henry's on the mound. He's He's been good, but he's young, and I just feel like the emotion of the moment, the crowd is probably going to be a pretty predominantly Cardinals slash, slash Paul Goldschmidt-sided crowd. I yeah. feel like there's just the, the size of the moment might get Tommy Henry. He'll get rocked for 10 home runs by Albert Pujols. Um, and, yeah, I just feel like – honestly, you, I, I know you took um, Cardinals minus one and a half. I feel like that's probably a good bet too, but I was a little, I'm a little nervous double. about it because – they do that sometimes. I'm going to double down on that. Cardinals minus one and a half parlayed with Paul Goldschmidt anytime hit. Uh, I think you can no, get that probably okay. at like plus 150, plus 160 on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, those are our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Anything else before we get on out of here, Sean? No, sir. Um, just a reminder, tomorrow, 10 a.m., Burrito Express, Daniel Ngata and friends. Sounds like a really great TV show. Daniel Ngata and his teammates will be there. Elijah Badger, Ladarius Henderson, a bunch of people, Chad Johnson Jr., a bunch of people from the team. We will be there. Say what's up. Um, I can sign your burrito. Daniel Ngata can probably sign your burrito or just, you know, memorabilia. That would be normal and fine. Um, and then right after that, noon, Maya Day Club, OG's Pool Party, we're going to be doing a live show from there. Um, it's not an ASU show. It's just kind of a smorgasbord of it's the whatever. It's OG's variety show. Yeah, it's OG's variety show. Me, Sean, Derek, Leah, Jacob will be producing, and then we'll be doing a best show right after that. So definitely come out to Maya Day Club if you're in town, if you're so keen, if you want to get drunk and say hi or get high and say drunk. Sure. 
that was good wow yeah, right off like, riff I that like was that. fire all right uh we'll be back on monday with a live show hopefully somewhere in the new studio probably not though um because we you know we want to make it perfect for you guys i want to make it yeah. perfect for you guys until then you can follow me on twitter at shane deef you can follow sean on twitter at sean under or wait you can follow sean on twitter at phnx underscore sun devils and you can follow sean on twitter at sean underscore depause staying safe as always and we'll see you on monday peace